All right, all right. You all know I have the best engineer in the world, and every song he puts on puts a smile on my face. It is pouring down, raining in Los Angeles today, and it's supposed to never rain in Southern California, but we're dealing with it. So, good morning, each and every one of you, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve. Uh, I am your host, Naja Roberts, and I have two fabulous guests here with me today. I'm not going to give you any suspense. So we have in the house today, Enrique, and we also have Mr. Josh, who is here visiting us. And I, I told him he brought the rain. He's like, no, nah, don't put that on me. So um, we're here to talk about Bitcoin today. We got some Bitcoin, uh, some Bitcoin vets in the house, and I'm super excited about them. So I am going to move really quick through what we want to talk about what I'm going to want to talk about because they have some great stuff to share with you today uh, we always try to bring Bitcoin to you how is it relevant to the world how is it relevant to our community and how it's relevant to you and I think we'll be able to do that today in a special way so with that being said ladies and gentlemen um, we are building Satoshi millionaires one family at a time one Bitcoin at a time one Satoshi at a time and that means you I'm your host Naja Roberts aka young harriet and my mission in life is to lead my people out of financial slavery so in observance of women's history month i've been reading some quotes and i got a bunch of quotes that i've written myself but today i just thought it would be really really important to just share with you uh something that i say to women when they give me compliments about anything if they talk about how straight my teeth are or how my dress looks or how I spoke I just in turn say to them thank you so very much and I also to say to them it's just a reflection of you and the reason I do that is just to help uplift other women around us uh, around me so that they know that they are special uh, I don't you know you know, a lot of times we have different issues going on. And just to hear someone say that whatever I'm doing, whatever I am, is a reflection of you is absolutely great. And I wanted to bring that up today because I'm also usually uh, talking because this is Women's Her Story Month about the fabulous women that have done fabulous things in this world. And yesterday I was graced to be at our women's brunch we had a women's history brunch, the first of its kind for KBLA. And I am all still basking in the in the ambiance and the beauty and the brilliance of the women that I had the opportunity to meet because I'm on this microphone um, Monday through Friday from one to two, but there's fabulous women that are on this station all other times. And I got to meet them in person yesterday. It was really funny putting faces with uh, actual voices uh, and giving hugs to actual voices. And so I just want to really tell you all to go to the KBLA site and see the phenomenal women that KBLA has on its roster. This is history, her story. And I will say that uh, Mr. Tavis Smiley has taken a massive step uh, in just really opening up the airwaves to the community but not only that the women that he has gathered here on KBLA is unparalleled I don't care what anybody says after I met these sisters and started talking to them they are absolutely incredible so if you did not know please go to KBLA 1580.com 
and take a look at all of the ladies on this station. And I will tell you that each and every one of them, since I started listening to all the different shows, has touched my life in one way or another. So um, I'm not going to get into what their shows are, but you got to go and take a look at it so that you can be just as blessed as many of us are. One of the other things I wanted to share is when you're on the radio, you don't know what effect or uh, changes that you're making in the lives of people. And I think yesterday being at the brunch gave me an opportunity to get some feedback, some things. Uh, and it was positive feedback. Absolutely. But just to be able to hear other people talk about what you're doing towards helping them in their lives, even if they were still skeptical and said, you know what, I haven't pulled the trigger. But you know, you're making it seem like it could be an easy thing to do. And I definitely respect that. And that's why we're here. But I just wanted to say to the fabulous women of KBLA, I know yesterday will not be the last, but yesterday was absolutely incredible. And I look forward to many, many years on this station. Uh, I really have to even admit that yesterday because I run in and out of here just doing my daily task yesterday. I really felt like there was an entire family around KBLA. Not that it has not been in the past, but yesterday solidified the deal for me. Uh, and you know, when I go hard on something, I go hard. So this is family. This is this is the neighborhood. This is what we're doing. And so I am repping uh, KBLA, just so you know. And so yesterday was a real firm confirmation of that for me. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about a couple of things that are in the news and when we come forward we're going to hear from Enrique who has uh some iPad iPod ear pods that are still waiting on one of the lucky winners and then after that we are going to uh, we're going to chop it up a little bit about the crypto scoop and then we're going to hear from Josh who is on a mission to change the world utilizing Bitcoin so with that friends and family this is KBLA talk 1580 in a moment, moment. more with Najee Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Najee Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, all right, we are back and um, just really super excited. So Enrique came last week and he told us that he had a pair of... I have a pair of iPods waiting for somebody to get them for free. Earpods. Earpods, exactly. <laughs> We're both going back We're and both forth going back and forth, right? devices. And so we had a bunch of people download the app. They went to the website, Binks.com, signed up, and that's all you have to do. Spell it out. because B-I-N-K-X.com. And just for those of you that are listening, that was some of the feedback that when we're talking, we know these terms and some of these names. So I'm going to start spelling things out and going just a tad bit slower so that we can keep our community up to what we're talking about. So Binks, spell it again. B-I-N-K-X.com. Okay, so what do they need to do really quick? All you got to do is go to the site, sign up, and then tell a friend, a brother, a family member, anybody over 18 who has a phone number to sign up. So once you log in, so this is what I need you to do. Go to Binks.com, sign up, enter in your password and username, click the join button and tell a friend to join and that's it. And you'll get a free pair of AirPods this week. The person who has the most 
friends that download. So they actually have to have your device in front of them. Correct. correct? Okay. And then the other thing, what is this that we're talking about? This is the Bitcoin Craigslist. Exactly. So, so this is the Bitcoin Craigslist. So if you have anything sitting around the house that you are no longer using, you can list it on this site for sale and people can pay you in Bitcoin. That way, those of you that are sitting at home that are saying, I don't have any money to give towards Bitcoin. Well, maybe you have that pink elephant uh, sitting up on the shelf that you haven't dusted off in 50 years. You can pull it down, put it on Binks.com and sell it and get Bitcoin in return. So that's what Binks.com is. It is the Craigslist for Bitcoin. All right. No, we're so, good. Go ahead. Tell a friend this week and win some iPods. Earpods. Earpods. <laughs> <laughs> we're having a great day today. So, all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to go through our three uh, crypto scoops today. We're going to go through one because we got some important information to get from our brother Josh today. Uh, Biden actually has a new budget proposal, ladies and gentlemen. So, again, I keep saying these things and keep reiterating that if you think Bitcoin is going somewhere, or cryptocurrency is going somewhere, it is not. Your president, the president of this United States, just earmarked a proposal for $11 billion in revenue by 2032 by updating crypto rules. Wow. So what does that mean? Uh, the proposal seeks to expand to the DOJ, the Department of Justice, the budget by $52 million to fight ransomware and combat the misuse of cryptocurrency. Now, let me stop right there. Uh, young Harriet is going to shed some light on that. And y'all know where I got that from. Every time you see a picture of Harriet Tubman, she has a light in front of her. I'm going to shed some light on that. Ladies and gentlemen, they cannot track cash. They but they they cannot. So there has not been any mandate in the past to track cash because they can't. But they definitely can do some tracking of Bitcoin to a certain extent. And so that's fifty two million dollars is going to fight ransomware and to combat the misuse of cryptocurrency. So this is what Biden is proposing. Uh, and we may break this down a little bit later. But because we have some fabulous guests here, I really want to get into that but the administration estimates that modernizing these rules will bring them almost 11 billion in revenue between 2023 and 2032 with more than 4.8 billion coming from the first year of applying mark to market rules to digital assets so again as i've always said to you if you have bought sold traded done any of those things and you're just the everyday person doing the right things such as we are uh it would behoove you to check the box on your tax returns in fact april 15th and uh, Josh is an accountant, but April 15th is the last day to either file your taxes or file an extension. And if you don't know if you want to uh, check that box yet, you might want to file an extension because with all this money going out, uh, you want to make sure that you're checking it again. I'm not trying to tell anybody how to evade anything, but just understand that the manpower is not there right now for them to audit everyone. So checking that box 
will give them only three years to come back and audit you. But if you don't check that box, it gives them an indefinite amount of time to come back and and audit you and all of those things. So we want to be forthcoming. We want to be right because when we have in our millionaires, we don't want the IRS coming back with their hands in our pockets. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's do the right thing. But I, I said that just so you all know that our president is actively and diligently pursuing ways uh, to really get revenue up through the cryptocurrency space because they know through digital assets because they know it's not going anywhere anytime soon. And yes, that does mean your NFTs too. So yes, they're looking on a ways to tax your NFTs as well. So that does not go. So that art that you're buying, um, you know, that we've talked about that may possibly have a secondary market value and may not have a secondary market value. Uh, they're going to be looking at that, too. So just make sure that you're understanding all of those things. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to introduce to you today a young man that has been so important uh, to me, to my community. Uh, as a friend, I met him uh, last year, and he is actually one of the board members for the Crypto Kids Camp. Whoop, 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 whoop. And when we need some assistance, he flies here from, I'm not telling y'all his state, uh, but he flies here from a whole nother state where people that don't look like us come to help, uh, our, you know, help with some of the things that we're doing. And I so appreciate him. He is a brother from another mother. His name is Josh. And uh, that's all we're going to say about his name anyway. But no, Josh, welcome to KBLA. How are you? I'm doing well. I appreciate that, Naja. Thanks for the warm welcome. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so just so you all know, Josh is here uh, helping us with our warehouse, our Crypto Kids Camp warehouse, and testing for lead and making sure that our children are safe down here in these uh, in, the, in, in, the, in our warehouse and, and what we're building for the kids. And so we appreciate him. So with that, uh, I wanted to bring Josh on while he's here because he's done something incredible. And we're going to start talking about that. So Josh, Josh, share with us what you have been on a mission to do besides Crypto Kids Camp over the last, what, two or three months? Uh, yes, ma'am. So that's since January 15th. One of the things that I've been working to do is to help with the recovery for the Kingdom of Tonga. Now, what happened in the Kingdom of Tonga, for those that don't know? On January 15th, there was an eruption of the Hunga Tonga Hunga Ha'apai volcano. So this is a volcano that's about 120 kilometers north of the main island of Tonga. And it was a, a very large undersea eruption as it, one of the largest in the last thousand years. And so the largest that's been recorded in the last 50 uh, with satellite images and stuff like that. So with this eruption of the undersea volcano, it sent a tsunami wave onto the islands of Tonga several mm -hmm. feet high as well as it spread ash all throughout the air. And this ash is loaded with sulfur and heavy metals and other, and other things that destroys crops, water supplies, and also as part of the volcanic eruption, it destroyed all their communications. So they have an undersea fiber optic cable. It's about as big as a garden hose. This cable was destroyed. Uh, a lot of the communications that they had for satellite and cellular phones, these were also destroyed. With the satellites, you know, there's a couple different reasons for it. The first is the small satellites. They can't actually get through that ash cloud in order to communicate. And then there were other things where there were satellite systems in place, but because they were proprietary, 
because they were owned by other corporations. Hmm. Basically, it was like a subscriber issue. And one of these companies actually had the audacity to basically tweet out uh, a few days after the eruption, say, hey, pay your bill and we'll turn your communications back on. Wow. So like me personally, that I took offense to that. And so me uh, and a few people that I recruited to work on my team, we worked on a plan in order to put ham radios. So these are amateur radios uh, that anybody can use. Anybody can go out and get licensed uh, in order to communicate with the outside world. And the reason why that communication is so important is because with a recovery effort, you know, it, it has to come from somewhere. It's coming from New Zealand. It's coming from Australia. It's coming from Fiji. It's coming from these other nations. But if you can't talk to somebody on the ground and understand what needs to be where, mm -hmm. how much and when, you can't get the right stuff in the right place at the right time. So for me and my team, communications was key. And that's why we focused on those radios. All right. And that is just awesome. And I, I have to say this. And why did I save this for now? Because this dude took to social media to get this thing done. So I neglected on purpose to say that I met this gentleman a year ago on the Black Bitcoin Billionaire Stage. Uh, it is a clubhouse group of us. There's about 150,000 of us that are on the Black Bitcoin Billionaires. And Josh is one of our moderators. And uh, so what after you decided that this was something that you needed to do, what steps did you take next? Uh, I decided to stop sleeping, stop eating, stop taking <laughs> care of myself and just re redirect and focus all absolute efforts uh, towards helping the people of Tonga. And, and you did. You definitely did that. And I think you did like a marathon on the Black Bitcoin Billionaires uh, platform on Clubhouse yes, uh, to start doing what? To raise money. So that over those first few days, it was really about planning. So it, like I said, in those first six days, uh, it was about trying to to iron out our operations. So the the goal, the goal was for me to parachute. So literally take an airplane and push a radio out because you couldn't land a plane because of all the volcanic ash to have an untrained, non-technical, non-English speaking Tongan be able to set up a radio within 90 minutes and communicate with people in the outside world. So like quite a, quite a feat. Some Bear grills type stuff right there. Uh, well, I mean, well, wow. I, I'll have to say this for my listeners, just in case y'all haven't figured this out. This is like the real MacGyver. Like, this is the real MacGyver, not the fake one on TV. This dude is the real deal. I, I really have to say that. But so you were going to do this by yourself. Uh, yes, ma'am. So myself and I, with the kindness of others, like okay. the ki kindness and strangers of others. So when we talk about like the fundraising portion, so the, the eruption happened on January 15th. On January 21st, we had we had our budget, what we needed in order to do that. And I had put out a tweet that said, hey, in the next 48 hours and change, I need to raise. It was like 0.148 or something like that Bitcoin in order to get our initial funding. And with that initial funding, it was going to be a couple radios with a battery and our plane, our pilot, and our loadmaster. And we were, we were going to have to have a specially modified plane fly from Australia to Fiji to refuel and then push these radios out over the northern islands of Tonga. All right. So let's put it, let's, let's stop right there so we can back up because a lot of our listeners are new to Bitcoin and they're new to the Bitcoin community. And I want you all to know that there is a community, a real community around Bitcoin. 
So when a call is put out, everybody that is willing and able He's that call. And how many hours did it take you to raise? And when he says one point, I don't remember how much. It was like point one. Um, one point something. So it was about $50,000 you needed, roughly? Something like that. 1.48 Bitcoin. Okay, 1.4 initially. That was the initial amount. And how many hours did it take you to raise that? Like 22. And 22 hours. So before the day was over, ladies and gentlemen, the Bitcoin community donated that $50,000 for the initial mission Correct. through using Bitcoin. And now, more importantly, mm -hmm. that that was on a Saturday. So I could do this when the banks were closed. Hmm. I didn't have to wait for any of this to settle. Hmm. And on Saturday, I had that 1.48 Bitcoin sitting in my wallet that I controlled. And I knew that I could call my pilot and say, we're a go. Okay. So literally right after that, I we were able to start modifying the plane, putting things in motion, getting my vendors in play. And again, I say I, I'm working with the kindness of strangers because I had the vendors, they had their own jobs. They have their paying contracts mm -hmm. and they got just some dude from the other side of the world calling them up and say, hey, I wanted, I've got this wild idea. Help me out with it. And they did. So they had to drop their lives and what they were doing. And they just had, you know. Again, this guy from the other side of the world calling him on a Saturday and saying, we're a go. Absolutely. I couldn't do that through conventional funds. You definitely couldn't. And I want to make sure that everybody is clear of the power of Bitcoin. Because had this happened on a Saturday, those of us who wanted to donate would have had to, because he lives in another state. So we would have had to run the MoneyGram or Western Union. We would have had to pay a fee All on those charges of that. But not only that, they would have wanted to know how long I've known Josh. Why are you sending him this money? And what are you doing? And if it's over 10 grand, you got to fill out a form. Oh, you got to fill out a form. And there is a possibility, ladies and gentlemen, that the, that the wire wouldn't even go out. Fact. Because what has happened to me in the past is they said, well, how long have you known this person? And what are you sending this for? They held it up for a day or two. And then it was seven to 10 days before that money was returned to that Western Union right here in Inglewood on the corner of La Brea, Manchester, before I could go in and get back a check that I then had to take to my bank that had to clear. It was a whole catastrophe. And all I needed to do was send some money over to someone that needed help over in China that I was working with. That was a colleague that was asking to borrow some money. But had I known about Bitcoin back then, it would have been game over. I could have just sent it over and did what we need to do because Bitcoin wasn't banned back then, by the way. Uh, the other thing, there was one more thing that I wanted to point out. But we are bumping up against our traffic and news. And what we are going to do when we come forward, we're going to talk to Josh about how that mission went. And once he collected this Bitcoin, how was he able to pay his vendors or not? Because what we talk about on this show is showing you how incredible the technology is. And maybe right now, because we are so early and we always say how early we are, that uh, there are some things that we have to do right now. But as this technology grows, we it's just going to be incredible. It's game over for the banks. I went to the bank today. I'm wearing a shirt right now. Oh, I was wearing a shirt that said, be unbank yourself. And so we're going to talk about that tomorrow. But with that, ladies and gentlemen, this is KBLA Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. KBLA Talk 1580.
looking for legitimate political discourse without the bear spray? Tune in and speak out. KBLA Talk 1580. All right, all right. And here we are. Um, Enrique, did you have any questions that you wanted to I ask? I do Jeff? have a question for Josh. Now, why would you say that Bitcoin was the most efficient tool to get your mission done? You know, I can transfer, like I said, I can uh, pick a number on a Friday afternoon and publish that to my social media and say, hey, I need to raise $50,000 and people can send it to me on a Saturday and I can be fully funded. So the, the fact that I could open a brand new Bitcoin wallet on that Friday afternoon to publish to so social media. You know, if you want to open a brand new bank account for a project, you're going to have to go down to the bank. <laughs> mm -hmm. You're going to have to give multiple forms of ID. Your charter. <laughs> you're going to, yeah, you're going to have to explain what it is you're doing. Imagine trying to explain to a branch manager that I'm trying to work an international operation to parachute radios into the middle of the kingdom of Tonga, an island nation that chances are they may not have even heard about. And yes. so, like, that's, that's kind of a thing that I didn't have to do. So I... Uh, it was much more efficient to use Bitcoin. And then also for being able to pay my vendors internationally. I was working in Australia, Tonga, New Zealand, Spain, Germany, and a few other places. And I was able to essentially move money around the world instantly without, wow. without having to request permission from anybody. And this is one of the things that made Bitcoin the perfect tool uh, to, to assist with this mission. Yes, Bitcoin itself wasn't the mission. The mission was to help Tonga. However, Bitcoin was the tool that enabled this mission to take place at the speed that it did. So Now, um, were all of your vendors open to accepting Bitcoin? No. All uh, right. So, so let's talk about that. Yeah. So there was only uh, one vendor who was willing to accept Bitcoin 100% without with there any being any additional like talking about or orange pilling, as we say. Orange pilling is mm -hmm. when we kind of bring somebody into the Bitcoin fold and mm -hmm. kind of teach them, teach them the ways. So there was one vendor that was just all, already on board and willing to accept it. With the other vendors, you know, I used Bitcoin as a tool to like pay my ground guys, uh, to pay people that are kind of running around and doing errands. Maybe they uh, would be volunteering. I was the only one that didn't get paid on this project. Uh, everybody else, everyone got paid. And that's the big thing that we wanted to do. We didn't want to use anybody for this. And we wanted to use this to enable others. And so for those ground guys who would otherwise be volunteering, I used this, again, circling back to the Black Bitcoin billionaires, where we had the Satoshi Millionaire campaign last year, trying to get 100,000 families off zero to acquire their first million Satoshis, that mm -hmm. 0 .01 Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And so what I did is I used this as an opportunity to continue what it is that we had with the black Bitcoin billionaires to start getting my ground guys off the zero. So this was a way for me to get Bitcoin into their hands to start their stack for their families and their generations. Mm -hmm. And then throughout this as well, you know, I've had opportunities to work with good companies like Casa. Uh, they actually helped by supporting with their multi-signature wallets. Mm -hmm. They donated uh, about a dozen different multi-sig wallets. Shout out to keycasa.keys. Keys.casa. Keys. There we go. <laughs> Keys.casa. And so this enabled me to basically kind of offload the onboarding process for these vendors into Bitcoin. And, you know, a lot of these vendors, I get it. Jet fuel isn't free. You know, they have costs that they have to do. Our radios were not free. They have costs that they have to pay. So they couldn't necessarily just, you know, take 30 grand of Bitcoin 
and then hold on to it. Right. So they still needed to be paid in cash. And, you know, it was still a lot of a trust thing. You know, this was a project that was moving very quickly, very rapidly. So they needed to still still see something that was familiar to them. Dollars in their bank account. Dollars in their bank account. So I'm going to brush my shoulders off right now because who did you have to call and send and sell your Bitcoin to so that that company could wire the money to that vendor for you? Could I guess? (laughs) Can you guess? So that... For anybody who's not familiar, when you want to convert from Bitcoin to dollars in any amount, you need to go through an exchange. And there's lots of exchanges out there. You know, a lot of people like to shop based on fees, and I like to shop based on service. And I will say that the plug in Inglewood, run by whoop, the fabulous Miss Roberts, <laughs> was the, the one exchange that I could count on all the time, especially when it came to, you know, larger amounts, wiring funds to pay for radios, pay for planes and stuff like that. I did use a cash app as well Mm -hmm. as another exchange, especially for smaller amounts. And with cash app, I was basically able to sell Bitcoin to instantly fund that I could use on my cash app debit card. Mm. And that was the first time Mm. I had used cash app was to be able to use that debit card. You can't do it for large amounts. They only let you sell so much in a week and stuff like that. So I hit those limits very early on, very quickly. However, through you know the plug in Englewood, I was able to keep this mission going. And that customer service that I got from yourself and Dimitri, hands down the best that I've received anywhere. And now I can say within the world. Well, we appreciate appreciate you. We appreciate your support and all that you do and have done for the the families and the country of Tonga. And so um, with that, I have a couple of just a couple of other questions about um, how this I, I know you went there with the mission to help the people of Tonga, but this has really been a mission about talking about adoption you know you're you're spreading the word of adoption and so how uh do you really feel that this bitcoin was used for good today because you wanted it to be used for good today because there are bitcoin fundamentalists that say hold 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 like miss naja roberts is telling our community to hold 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 but somebody has to be spending i don't know if y'all remember me saying that somebody's got to be using it but we're going to hold ours right now. That's what we got to do. That's our plan, folks. That is our uh, our black Bitcoin plan. But anyway, so what what how do you think it's being used for good? So I think the hold, hold, hold is really great for like our core savings. When we talk about what we're going to put in a savings account, that mattress money, that's what we want to hold, hold, hold. However, like when we have something like this and being able to use Bitcoin, uh, so the hold, 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 that's where the price comes in. The utilization of Bitcoin using this technology, that's where the value comes in. So I'm able to demonstrate how we're able to use Bitcoin to move, to mobilize an entire international humanitarian operation without asking anybody's permission. Mm. Didn't have to ask anybody to do this. And that's what I tell people. I was like, I'm just a guy. Anybody could have done what I did. I didn't have to ask anybody. I didn't have to seek any help or anything like that. And so when it comes to adoption... Those vendors who didn't accept Bitcoin, but mm-hmm. they were just stellar, like they were really the G's of this project that helped move it along. I still sent them Bitcoin 
above and beyond what the, what it was that they charged me, just hmm. so that way they could still See start their stack. That's what's up. So that's how we're starting to spread some of that adoption. We're getting them started with the right security tools, you know, whether that's keys.casa and using a multi-signature wallet or getting them set up on something like Blue Wallet or Wallet of Satoshi so they can have their own wallets. But again, self-custody is the game. In addition, you know, when we talk about spreading tools, uh, you know, another thing that we did, we had cold cards, which are a hardware signing device. Mm -hmm. We talk about using like Ledger and stuff like that. I had the cold cards sent to Australia in order to get those in the hands of vendors. Mm -hmm. So that way they could, you know, again, secure their stack for generational wealth. And so that's part of the adoption. And again, these vendors that I worked with in multiple different countries, there's going to be something they're going to remember. And that's that crazy dude from the other side of the world who had a plan and a mission and executed using Bitcoin. So this is going to be huge, especially within the Pacific diaspora, throughout Oceania and Australia, in order to like demonstrate how Bitcoin was used and make sure that it's seen as a positive force. Not just people on Twitter screaming about how you need to hold, 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 and this and that and the other. Because <laughs> we know that they're and out there. And cursing you out if you mm -hmm. talk about any other coin. Exactly. Yeah, we get it. But instead, using that positive reinforcement to show exactly like how Bitcoin is love. And this is the way that we can use that in order to spread that love without having to have anybody else in the middle of the way. That's no right. Middlemen or Josh, Josh says he's just a guy. He said that a minute ago. But what you did is pretty incredible. You literally took an island out of the Stone Age after they had a tsunami. So, I mean, thank you, Josh. You're really Hats doing off to things. Josh. Seriously. Yes, yes. So. And when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we'll have a little bit more of what we're talking about today, which is Bitcoin being used for good and rescuing the people of Tonga. This is KBLA Talk 1580. New money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the Midday Money Chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Hey, Ray Maliazzi here. Have you ever cooked a really fine gourmet meal? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but I'm told it all comes down to the ingredients. And when I need ingredients to improve my car, the place I go is eBay Motors. Whether you roasted your last transmission, graded your current floor mats, or pureed your side view mirror on a lamppost, eBay Motors has the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them. And by the way, if you recently fired up your grill, don't worry, eBay Motors has grills too. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Now, let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? Money is changing. And so is the way funds are being raised in this country and around the world. You, you saw the truckers up in Canada. You've, you've heard about what Russia's doing. We heard about Ukraine. Money is changing and so is fundraising. So, Josh, tell us really quickly, um, what would have been the big challenge if you had had a GoFundMe account? Well, you know, first of all, I would have had to have a charter, a specific bank account that was tied for this GoFundMe. Uh, it would have taken several days for them to validate that account. Usually when they do the 10 cent and the 13 cent deposits, you got to match those up in mm -hmm. order to make sure it's right. Then it's another two to five days before they transfer those funds to you. Then on top of that, there's 3% plus 30 cents per transaction for anything that somebody has donated. With Bitcoin, People sent me the Bitcoin that they sent me, and I got essentially all of that Bitcoin in wow. my wallet. 
Wow. There was nobody skimming off the top. And like you mentioned, Western Union, that's 40% in fees if somebody had sent me a Western Union, especially international. Yeah. So plus the time in order to do that. And so basically our entire mission would have slowed down to a snail's pace, not because we couldn't move that fast, but because the funds wouldn't be available to move at the speed we were able to. And really the only pain points that I had throughout this entire process was the off ramps. It was when I was trying to like get from Bitcoin to another currency in order to pay somebody, you know, like I, I did have a pilot that was going to tell me that they would accept Bitcoin and all the way up until 4 PM, uh, here in the United States on the day before they were supposed to leave, they told me that instead they needed to take a wire. So I kind of got rope doped on that one. And again, it just took time for that international wire. It, doesn't take time for me to work with a plug. You know, I know we've got a relationship here, but beyond the relationship that you and I have, I believe that everybody gets the same level of service that I do with a plug. Yes, they do. That's what we, we pride ourselves on giving our community black glove service. That's right. <laughs> and the only thing, and the thing is, is it still takes time for those wires to yes, get back. We yes. even had one wire that you tried to send for me that they kicked back saying that it didn't have the right information. However, you had put all the right information there already. Yes, so that was another two days mm-hmm. that we had funds slow down before it would even get in route. That was just because the bank wanted to throw something back. The great thing about Bitcoin is, is if I verify an address with you, we read those numbers off together. We, the numbers and letters, we know what's supposed to be going and where, and we can send it with full confidence that it's going to get to the right place. Yes, yes. And again, money is changing and so is fundraising. And uh, if you're listening to these commercials on KBLA, I'm hoping that you all are tuning in. There is a new company on the scene that will be launching that will be helping nonprofit organizations to raise money with digital assets. So anyone who wants to do donations and those sorts of things will be able to do it on the platform. And so I'm really, really excited about where we're going in this space. I'm really excited about what this uh, station is opening up for our community. And I just really want to ask each and every one of you to continue to keep your eyes, your ears, and your minds open to the possibilities, specifically the possibilities of Bitcoin. And we're going to talk about all sorts of other things. But just as Josh stated, make sure you got your foundation in order first. And then you can start to do some of the other things that you need to do. And I really submit to you that Bitcoin is our foundation. Uh, And for those of us that are needing to hold because we've been entrepreneurs or, you know, those 401ks just didn't work out like you thought. It's time to do some supplementing of your income. And so I am telling you not not to uh, go all in with Bitcoin, but to make sure that Bitcoin is a part of your portfolio. And when we come forward, Josh has one more thing to share with you. This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. We knew you'd stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. All right, and we are here, and Josh has something else he wanted to share. 
You know, I just wanted to get back to where we were talking about using Bitcoin as our unit of exchange, like buying goods and services, developing mm-hmm. those circular economies. Uh, one of the things that you can do if you have somebody that is willing to accept Bitcoin, whether it's for food or services or products, you can buy the amount of Bitcoin that you would otherwise pay in dollars and then use that same amount of Bitcoin in order to buy those goods and services. Wait, wait, wait. Well, what if I did that on Friday and Bitcoin shoots up like it did this weekend? You know, Bitcoin is volatile, so you'll have a little bit of risk there. However, you can mitigate that by just buying that Bitcoin before you spend those dollars. Uh, Okay. And I think another really great way in order to help increase this adoption, as well as to each one teach one, start offering to pay your kids for their chores and their allowance and stuff like that. If you pay them one already, offer to pay them in Bitcoin. I think that's a really great way in order to teach our kids and teach that next generation while also at the same time trying to encourage their savings. Something that I personally wasn't taught when I was growing up, the benefit of saving for the future. All right. Well, thank you for that. And again, thank you for all that you do. I know Josh has his own children, but he is dedicated to the Crypto Kids Camp here uh, and definitely dedicated to anything he puts his hand to. He literally gets that done. And I just want to say thank you to Josh for being here today. Thank you, Enrique, for coming through on Mondays and giving out those ear pods that's right <laughs> we got it right finally uh we've given out those ear pods so go to binks.com and make sure that you enter the win if you don't enter the win i'm gonna enter the win because i need an additional pair and they're like 300 bucks so uh ladies and gentlemen that's b-i-n-k-x.com and you do that on your cell phone i mean on your computer excuse me and uh, but what we are going to do right now ladies and gentlemen you know what that time is. It is time to do our DCA dollar cost average. We are going to dollar cost average our way to be Satoshi millionaire, Satoshi millionaires, which is to buy as much Bitcoin as we can. There are a hundred pennies in a dollar. There are a hundred million Satoshis in a Bitcoin. So with that being said, we're going to take six dollars today. And buy our Satoshis. We're going to do that on the Black Wall Street wallet. And I'm going to do this every day for a year to show you how if you had to start it with me with $6 a day at the end of the year, what amount of Satoshis, i.e. Bitcoin, um, you know, again, smallest increments of, of a Bitcoin. We won't have a whole Bitcoin. Uh, we won't even have close to a whole Bitcoin, but we will have some Satoshis, which puts us in the top one percent of the entire world ladies and gentlemen because we're early so we're going to do this on the black wall street wallet so take out your phone and open up your black wall street wallet if you do not have a black wall street wallet download it and i'm going to take this time i don't know if you heard josh say but he has several different wallets as do i so we have several different wallets so we can do what we need to do when we need to do it and with that said you open up your black wall street wallet you click on the purple circle that has two arrows that go uh, each direction. You click on buy Bitcoin. You put in frequency one time. You click on $6. Today I am buying $6 worth of Bitcoin. And I'm going to hit continue. Once I do that. It's going to have me confirm and $6 today is still 11 cents on the Black Wall Street wallet. I hit continue and voila, 
I have $6 worth of Satoshis on the Black Wall Street wallet. I am so excited about dollar cost averaging because I firmly believe that a DCA a day keeps poverty away. Ladies and gentlemen, mm. we have had an incredible Bitcoin time here today. And yes, uh, we are all in this Bitcoin space. This is new money. This is new fundraising. This is new missions. This is a new life. This is a new lifestyle. And I tell you that I am happy, happy, happy to be alive in this time. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are making way for the D.L. Hughley show. And y'all know what I say. D.L. Hughley is the truth. And I don't know about you, but I got to hear what D.L. Hughley has to say about what happened last night. So I'm about to get in my car and pump up that radio because this is going to be hilarious. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, have an incredible rest of your day. And this is Naja Roberts ahead of the crypto curve where we are creating Satoshi millionaires, one family at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time, and that means you. Don't touch that dial. D.L. Hughley. <laughs>